videos to have a look at when enemies became friends at Christmas. Yeah. If it's not immediately obvious, this is talking about the Christmas truce of World War One fame. This uh, is a, a thing I, I knew about from, I think, like primary school. We've seen it in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll be interesting to see Yarn Hub's perspective on it as well. Yeah. So we'll get right into it. Uh, it's one of their more modern ones, so the animation is going to be significantly better. Um, so going on go. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yeah, wow, the animation is on another level. Yep. I did not know that bit. And the Pope also, yeah. I think I'd heard about that part, but... I also never thought about obviously the French would be there as well. Yeah. We'll talk about the French when we get to the end of this. Because mm-hmm. it was a lot more complicated for the French than it was for the British. 
Yes. Animation is so much better, it's very impressive. Mm -hmm.
Scotland! Wow. Wow. Would have certainly been something. Mm -hmm. There we go. E hmm. That is one of my my favorite um both World War One stories and Christmas stories, I guess. Oh, it's the best of World War One stories. In fact, the fact that it hasn't been made into a movie at the moment is, is frankly criminal, in my opinion. There needs to be a movie about that. Mm, yeah. Although it would be a struggle to accurately show it um it's important to note they do mention the french soldiers there the truce held less strongly in the french sections and it held very loosely in the belgium sections um yeah. for a multitude of reasons um this wasn't the french army of 1917-1918 which was on the verge of mutiny nearly all the time this was a period where the french were still very much all about trying to fight the Germans off their land. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, they're the most to lose against, so it's... Yeah, and the Belgians, who had lost over 90% of their country, and who had, quite frankly, seen the devastation poured into their country, were not yeah. very... were not in the mood at all. No. Yeah. Which is very fair enough. Um, Indeed. The Eastern Front as well, the Germans did not consider the Russians, um, this is a shadow of what was to come, by the way, did not consider yeah. the Russians worthy of a truce, so mm. there wasn't. Uh, and the Austrians, who were also fighting for their Archduke at the time, didn't offer the Serbians either. Partially because the Serbians had just finished embarrassing them for the fifth time. Yeah. Uh, so... 
it was a unique situation that really only occurred between some French, some British, and mostly German troops. Mm-hmm. There were Austro- Austro-Hungarian troops as well on the Western Front. They mostly didn't engage in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think quite cruelly, despite a lot of soldiers planning to do it again the next year, the generals mm-hmm. learnt their lesson. And uh, the next year, when people attempted to start those truces, there were snipers on both sides whose orders were to shoot anyone yeah. who attempted to do truces, mm. which prevented any effective truces from occurring on that time. And then by the time yeah. it got to 1916, no one, no one no. was up for it anymore. Um, Very sad. So a unique symptom of a very young war. Mm-hmm. Um, naive and generals. Of, and of the, the people in the war, not the, <laughs> the commanders yeah. who aren't there and don't we have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always such, particularly in the British perspective, um, a lot of the a lot of the commanders from World War One, they you don't a lot of British people won't be able to name a commander from from World War One, and if they are able to name a commander, it will either be an admiral mm-hmm. or it will be one of a few generals who were responsible for a particularly bad massacre yeah. um, of British men in what they called assaults. Yeah. Um, in general, British army commander, particularly at this point, was out of its depth, had no real idea how to command large armies. Because you've got to remember, yeah. the British force before World War One was a expeditionary force designed to go to hotspots in the Empire, and it was a professional force, which it it just doesn't work in a war the scale of World War One. You need no. a a vast population base. Yeah. Um and that led them to make many, many horrible mistakes. Um yep. whereas armies with more recruits mm-hmm. more conscription mindsets were able to uh adapt a bit better, although yeah. they all they also suffered their own issues. The French had of lots course. of issues with um with mutinies, the Germans had lots of issues with mutinies towards the end. Uh, the Austro-Hungarian military command was, if anything, even less competent than the British. Mm-hmm. And the Russians, very much like the Russians today, have a crazy mad lad as head of their army. Yeah. Who, <laughs> who refused to stop meddling. Yep. There we go, though. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's an inspiring story, and it is, it's, it it's a shame that it didn't just end the war there. Yeah. That being said, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Indeed. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cabincast. For more episodes, go to www.cabincast.podbean.com or use the Podbean app. You can now also find us on iTunes and Pocket Casts under Cabincast and on YouTube. Finally, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.